0: Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome, to everyone, to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we continue the division-by-division previews. Moving on to the NFC South, what, Division 6 of 8 now. We only got two more to go after this one. And there's a—NFC the South's quite interesting. Again, I think this week's been pretty good for these— Divisions. We had some ones earlier, a couple weeks ago that weren't as interesting. But I think NFC South has some interesting teams. But I we're going to start off with the Atlanta Falcons, who might be the least interesting, but they still have a lot of fantasy talent. So that's where it is. Matt Ryan at quarterback headed down year last year, which I don't even know if you can say that's a down year. I think I feel like more it was just 2016 was just such a jump that this last year was pretty much what he normally is. But I think he's still a decent fantasy option
1: what do you think yeah he'll be in the lower tier of possible starters i do think he fell off quite a bit i think his touchdowns will go up back up a bit but um yeah you know i think that he's kind of one of those guys that fits into that 8 to 12 range like really nicely um and he does have upside because he's done it before yep he, you know he what he had 20 touchdowns thrown last year you know it wouldn't surprise me if he had a year where he threw 30 i'm not going to predict that but that's why he has that upside because he can do it. He has Julio Jones. He has a lot of weapons to throw to. Um, last year it was just, you know, kind of lower than even I thought, and that was, you know, that was coming off of an unbelievable year.
0: Yeah, I think he'll be fine. He's being ranked right now at 17th, but that's a really good value for him. So I'd, st- I'd still probably want him over Dak Prescott, who's, who's ranked, he's ranked below. For sure, want him over Dak Prescott and a couple other guys down there.
1: Now that he doesn't have yeah, depth. <laughs> Especially now.
0: The rest of the players on the team, Julio, still a great option at wide receiver. It's just I don't want to. Second round, I think that's fine. I still like to go running back, running back, so I won't get Julio on any teams pretty much. He's ranked right now number four on the current ranks behind Brown, Hopkins, and Beckham. That's probably about right.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, I, I can't get over how many yards he catches every single yeah. year, and I also cannot get over how he does not score touchdowns. Yeah, I, I realize we talked it was non-ending when we talked about how he can't catch a touchdown, but he only had three last year, and he had 1,400 yards receiving. Yeah, I and mean, he's still great. Oh, he's, he's top five. You might think of
0: putting Michael Thomas over him. Some people will. I, I don't think I'm there yet. I think Julio's still my number four. It's close, but the problem is I won't have him on a team, most likely.
1: he no, just... You know, just where he's going to go. Yeah, he he's, he costs too much, and it's a good thing. He, he does deserve to be up there, but I just won't end up with him.
0: Then number two receiver, Muhammad Sanu. He's not a guy I'm really going to draft. He's going to be more of a fill-in, if anything. He's just he's going to flash at times and have good weeks, but to me, he's never going to be good. He's never going to be good enough where you're going to put him in your lineup. So I just kind of avoid that and not really concerned about Muhammad Sanu very much. Tight end-wise, you can talk about that. Austin Hooper still has a shot, I think, to break out. Still young. It was year number three coming in. Tight ends don't break out till later.
1: Yeah, He's yeah, showing signs. Still very young. Do you think this is the year? Maybe not.
0: I mean, probably not yet. But if you want to take a chance on him, you're not going to have to pay anything at all. He's ranked way down there. 24th right now. So this is one you probably just don't even draft. You just wait. and Let's we'll see if something happens. It's, it's possible.
1: I mean, you... He has a clear shot as yeah. the number one tight end. You know, you do have Julio, and you do have a great backfield, but there's there's still a lot of room for him, especially coming off a year where you didn't throw that many touchdowns. You only threw 20. This guy came off of a 500-yards, three-touchdown season last year. You know, if you're going to predict one of these young tight ends, you know, bursting out, he would be on the short list for sure. I, I He does yeah. have a lot of upside because he's on a pretty good offense. And he, I mean, he is a very athletic tight end.
0: Yeah, I, I do like him. It's, yeah, so if you want him on your team, it's going to take nothing to get him.
1: Yeah, and that's even better. Yep.
0: <laughs> and then the running backs. It's still Devontae Freeman with Tevin Coleman there, taking away some from Freeman always. Ah, This is a tough one for me because Freeman. the nice thing about Freeman right now is he's ranked 11th in the early consensus. Sometimes he goes lower than that, but that also means you have a very good shot at getting him as your number two. Devontae Freeman as your number two, that's that's wonderful. I, I love Devontae Freeman as a number two running back on a fantasy team. I think that's perfect. That's There's a perfect spot. I don't want him as a number one. The highest ranked, he's currently a seventh, his lowest, he's 14th. I don't like him as at at the seventh best running back, but getting him in that early second tier of running backs as a running back two, I love that. I, he's still been great. I mean, he was injured for two games last year, but the numbers, he catches enough balls to offset maybe not getting full running numbers, but he's hes still, he's very solid. Even with a timeshare, he gets 200 carries. For the most part, he's going to do pretty well with them. You know what to kind of expect from him. So I, I do like him as a number two running back, not number one anymore. Never really was a big fan
1: there as number one. I mean, even that, I mean, he he would be borderline. Yeah, he's borderline there, but yeah, I think he's he's solid. Yeah, and you look at his numbers, and last year was even down from the years previous, and, you know, he only missed two games. He was still fine, right? Like you said, 850 yards rushing with seven touchdowns. You throw 300 receiving yards and a touchdown after that, but the years before that, when he. Uh, missed uh, one last game, but um, over a thousand yards barely, but over a thousand yards rushing, eleven touchdowns both years, and then on top of that, three two touchdowns receiving with four to five hundred yards. I mean, the guy really is unbelievably dynamic, and he's doing this all with Tevin Coleman backing him up, still getting a lot of work. I mean, it just says a lot about the guy. So, you know, echoing you, if I got him as my number two running back, I would be insanely psyched.
0: Yeah, it's going to be – that's a perfect spot. That's a perfect spot for him. And then the other guy, Tevin Coleman, he's fantasy relevant in his own right.
1: He, he really should be. Is. I mean, he would be a starter on any other team almost.
0: I mean, the last two years he's ranked, I think, 17th and then 22nd last year for fantasy rank. So that's a – he's a running back three at the worst. I mean, he was a two actually in 12-team leagues. He's been a two in final position the last two years. Not going to draft him like that, but – Actually, he's currently ranked twenty fourth. So that is in twelve team leagues. That's a running back end running back too. But in reality, he's more of a flex option for you. It's it's a t- it's a hard a tough price to pay though if you want to get him to go with Freeman. So I think I don't try to handcuff him for Freeman. I don't try to handcuff at yes, all with that. It's too right. much of a price to pay. And the problem with Coleman is for me. You know, I guess he's. He's at a good spot, I guess, rank-wise. That's probably pretty much tr- where he should be right now. The guys below him, there's no sure thing below him. It's Duke Johnson, who's in the same kind of situation. I mean, S- Saquon Barkley is below him on the consensus, obviously. He's going to jump higher, so that's he'll be below that. But the other guys is Chris Thompson. So he's one spot ahead of Duke Johnson, Chris Thompson, and Rex Burkhead. It's all the same type of situations. Yep. So that's about where he should be, is the top of players in a timeshare type where they're the the second back in a timeshare. So I think that's a perfect spot for him. So looking at this rank, yeah, I think getting Tevin Coleman as like a flex option is probably pretty good probably good a pretty good play there. It's weird to think a, a backup running back's gonna be that, you know, valuable, but he really is. He's not really a backup running back, I feel like he's he plays
1: enough in his own right. So I don't I wouldn't hesitate too much if you can get him at a good value. Yeah, when you look at Tevin Coleman's numbers, especially the last couple years, if you were going to tell me, hey, does this sound like a backup? And you have 900 yards with eight touchdowns. And you're like, oh, man, I mean, that's borderline, right? And then the year before that, he was even better with, you know, about 900 yards again, but he had 11 touchdowns. Yeah,
0: it's, I, I still hesitate. I don't know why, but when I really look at the ranks and see the players around him, I shouldn't, you know? And, you know, talking about the other guys I talked about, John Duke Johnson, Chris Thompson, those kind of guys. Coleman has a, such a better shot to be a number one than they ever do. If Freeman's down, Coleman's a number one. Duke Johnson, Chris Thompson, like those, Rex Burka, they don't really ever have that shot. They don't. They don't have that potential, I feel like. They're in in the role they are. That's what they are. If If the player ahead of them goes down, I think they stay in their role. Somebody else steps in. Coleman jumps up to the number one, so he makes himself that much more valuable. So, I think, yeah, again, he's right there. He keeps producing, and people forget about him. So, he's a good player. How about go to Carolina? The Panthers got rid of Jonathan Stewart, so Christian McCaffrey is now, I guess, the only back in town. And I mean, do we? Uh, he really is. Unless they draft somebody, he is it right now. I I don't think they... Why would they draft somebody? Maybe later rounds. It's him or Cameron Artis-Payne or Fozzie Whitaker. I mean, he could be very valuable. I mean, last year alone, he had 80 catches last year. Already, a rookie. 80 catches, 650 yards, and five touchdowns.
1: Yeah, and uh, I mean, I I, I guess that's where it's at. Especially if you're in a PPR league, he is going to be... He's going to skyrocket. And if you're not in a PPR... He's going to be the biggest difference. Like, that, that is going to be a player that rises and falls with the type of fantasy football you're playing. You know what? I didn't think
0: this was going to happen to me. I think I'm going to be – i I'm really, really intrigued by Christian McCaffrey this year. Just looking again at those receiving numbers, those things – those those are going to be there. The receiving numbers aren't going away. And he's going to keep ah, – I man, I like this. I don't know what it is. I think he's going to double the amount of carries he had. So if he can get close to 1,000 yards, get a few more rushing touchdowns, the ones that, I mean, I guess Cam Newton's still going to steal a lot of those. I think Christian McCaffrey is a very good running back, too, to have on your team with a lot of potential. I haven't been a big McCaffrey guy, but right now I just, I don't know, something about it. I'm getting excited about Christian McCaffrey.
1: I, know, I really want to know how how many carries he could possibly get because he I had 117 mean, last year. I can year. see him getting 200. I can see him I how, how many? How many did James Stewart have? James Stewart. Who's James
0: Stewart? He <laughs> played for the Lions like back in nineteen ninety nine or something. Is that isn't that James Stewart? Jonathan
1: Stewart? <laughs> yeah, Jonathan Stewart. Ah, the, the wrong the wrong J name. I don't think anybody remembers James Stewart from the Lions. <laughs> that's, that's reaching wide too back.
0: I mean he's yeah, we could talk about him. He had like a career high of eleven hundred and eighty four yards and ten touchdowns. That's pretty <laughs> that's actually pretty good fantasy numbers.
1: All right, so Jonathan Stewart, getting back to the present day. He had 198 rushes. So there's another 200 rushes that are up for grabs. But I, I kind of like I'm leaning towards what you're thinking as far as McCaffrey getting 200 carries. Yeah. It, you know, it's all about whether or not he can actually, you know, stay healthy with that amount of carries because he's going to get a ton of receptions and maybe they still want to use him that way. I feel like, you know, our, Cameron R's Payne is always just hanging out in the background of that team. Also, neither of these guys, James Stewart or McCaffrey. James Stewart. Dang it, man. I keep saying that. It's Jonathan Stewart. Ah, I've already forgotten, man. You got cut by the Panthers or you're gone. You're out of the league. Um, but neither of them average a very good you know, uh, yard per clip. Yeah, both of them were mid-threes, yep. which is also saying something about their offensive line, which they should really figure out. So, you know, if they do uh, – you know, add someone in the draft or something like that. That could help him out, Um, but that is definitely a worry. But like you said, I, I think the biggest aspect of that is his receiving. Can he actually go over what he did last year? That is a ton of balls to catch. Yep. I mean, do you think he can? Yep, I think he can exceed eighty catches as a can, running back. I think he could be up there. I I really do. Just because we're going to use him a
0: lot. I mean, in, they're good. okay, they got Devin Funchess out there to throw the ball to. They got Torrey Smith as a number two, and. Eh. I mean why not throw to him? Greg Olson should be back, but but Caffrey's gonna get I mean, maybe eighty is mate I mean so many I think catches. That's a floor though. Eighty to ninety, I think he'll be in that range.
1: I really would like I'm gonna have to look this up later, but I really want to know you know how many catches is a record for a running back. you would have to probably go back to it's like Marshall Falk H- or something.
0: Hundreds. Like that. I'm sure. I'm sure somebody's caught over a hundred balls before.
1: Yeah, they would have to have. But still that I mean it's so impressive. Eighty catches as a rookie. I mean, even with that, (laughs) if you're getting 80 catches, and BBR, that's insane. But, I mean, to buoy yourself with 650, say 600, 500 yards even in the receiving game, and if he had a down year, I mean, if he gets another 50 catches, like you can guarantee 1,000 yards from this guy, Mm -hmm. and then you're just hoping he gets a few more touchdowns running it than he did last year, which he managed two, but he got five in the receiving game, which I don't see that going down. I think he's... I think he's going to be really good I'm excited about yeah. it I'm really interested to see how they pair him though yeah. I really do wonder if they're going to Keep him as a more of a hybrid receiver And not try to get him a ton of rushing
0: I feel like they're going to have to draft somebody later in the draft I don't they think could. they can do it with Cameron artist Payne Because Fozzie Whitaker's is kind of a More of a McCaffrey type It feels like he's mm-hmm. been that kind of role But Cameron Artist-Pain He was more like Stewart and, But I don't think he's that good so, no,
1: and you, know, you only got 18 rushes yeah, last year. So, like, yeah.
0: that quarterback, say Cam Newton, who you know, what definitely played a lot better than I think I expected last year.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I, uh, he made me eat my words or, for sure.
0: And one thing I know we talked about, we didn't think the rushing numbers could come back, and he had his highest rushing total ever last year. He had more carries than he's ever had, he had more yards than he's ever had. Didn't have his touchdowns weren't as high, weren't a career high, but. He had a career high in rushes and a career high in yards. Didn't
1: didn't see it happening. After the first three games, I was absolutely certain. I was like, we're correct. I was like, (laughs) he can't get it done passing. He has the least amount. He's not trying to rush the ball at all. And then after that, it was like he just went back to himself and he was like, I can't play like this. Um, If I get hurt, I get hurt. And he just went for it and just blew up immediately after he started rushing a little bit.
0: And they made the playoffs again with him running the ball. So maybe that won't go away. Maybe that's why they don't need another running back. They have Cam Newton.
1: It's very, it's very true.
0: I mean, he's going to be a top ten quarterback. I'm, I'm not always terribly excited, just because when I see 22 passing touchdowns, it doesn't get me excited. But he has the rushing numbers. He's going to make himself valuable.
1: It's crazy. He had 139 rushes last year. It's crazy. It is so crazy.
0: I, I just, I'm going to stay away, probably,
1: most likely, unless
0: I get. Him, I mean, if he get him for nothing, I don't know. He's too erratic for me in numbers. I feel like sometimes.
1: How, how is this guy? It, it is unbelievable to think that this guy can stay healthy as a, a running quarterback. Right. That has played in the league since 2011, and every single year, besides for 2016, he's had over 100 rushes. It's crazy. It is. It's insane. I don't know how the guy does it. No. Nope.
0: Then yeah, that's pretty much it for the Panthers. We, got, you know, we talked about Funches. Funches, He's fine. I'm not excited. Greg Olson. I a little. I, he didn't play much with the injury last year. He's still top ten option. You know, maybe top five option at tight end. He's still probably pretty solid. Yeah, Funchess. I
1: mean, he, 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 he does have a lot of room to grow still. He so. does.
0: He's interesting. And I don't think you're going to have to overpay to get him. So he's is like a third on your team. Could you know He's in that maybe a fourth even. He's interesting there. He could be okay. Yeah,
1: and I, I say that I'm not a huge Devin Funchess guy. Because, no, I'm not at all. But at the same time, you look at his numbers. And he had 840 yards with eight touchdowns. And he did that all with 63 receptions. And every year, he, you know, obviously he became more and more prevalent. He's now the wide receiver number one, which he, you know, pretty much was last year the entire year. But it, you have to think that his receptions are going to keep increasing. Like, you know, as a number one wide receiver, I don't even care if it's Carolina. You think that eighty receptions would be pretty safe? And if he has that, you, you know, you're thinking this guy could potentially be a, a thousand yards, double digit touchdown score.
0: Yeah, probably. He's going to be – right now he's ranked 29th, so I guess that's probably a decent spot for him. He's one spot ahead of Sammy Watkins, so I'm still going to pick over him because I like Sammy.
1: Yeah, Sammy, I mean, he's a a freak athletically. But, I mean, maybe this is one of those situations where – and also 29th, and you think that a couple of, like, rookies will – you know, go to teams and if, people will jump them into if somebody, the mix. yeah
0: if Dallas drafts like Calvin Ridley, he'll right. jump
1: So potentially this guy could fall out of uh starting wide receiver position for fantasy. Yeah. Which actually would create hugely a huge, you know, value for him. Yeah. I, I think that this guy could be kind of a somewhat of a sleeper. I don't know if you yeah, can call him a he's sleeper. Not but, be,
0: he's not gonna be overpriced yeah. that. All right. How about the New Orleans Saints? Talk about them a little bit. They have a lot of fantasy options here. Drew Brees, obviously a quarterback. Don't really have to talk about him too much. He's still great. He's still a top 10 option. I'm not going to say top five anymore. He's more in the five to 10 range, but he still should be pretty good. Even though they have become a little more run friendly team than they were in the past. You got Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, which again, Alvin Kamara was so good last year. He's going to be a top 10 back. because he's going to catch the ball? And he just makes things happen. And I can see him even getting more carries this year. And Mark Ingram's there as well. I don't know. What do you think?
1: I uh I'm laughing because I thought that McCaffrey catching eighty balls was insane and I just I just looked and <laughs> Kamara had eighty one. <laughs> yeah. For a lot more yards. So yeah, I mean i, I, McCown, Kamara, I that's why I had so Kamara bad. on a, you know, a few of my teams last year and he was he really is. He's just a real deal. He's phenomenal. It doesn't scare me at all the fact that they still have Ingram there. They have a ton of weapons. I, this guy's just way too talented. I, I love this team. I love Kamara the most. But you know, there's
0: Ingram still should be pretty good. But I'm I am staying away. To Be honest, I'm just kind of staying away.
1: Right, because he's going to be a, probably in the top ten.
0: Yeah, he's he's right. He's about eleventh, twelfth ish, which he's falling around like a Jordan Howard. And I want to want Jordan Howard over Ingram in those that kind of spot. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple other guys I might want over Ingram, just because I can see them going away from him more and using Kamara.
1: Right, and, and you wonder how much they could go away from him. Yeah,
0: it's it's we don't know. They've been interesting in how they've used their running backs. We don't really know.
1: I mean, they really did turn into a, a rushing they team. Did. The the amount of yardage both of these guys put up, both receiving and rushing, yeah, absolutely phenomenal. I mean, uh, what Ingram, just to put it in perspective, did total about 1500 yards with 12 touchdowns i mean it, it it's unbelievable they can support that kind of production from both wide res- or both running backs the question is what does that do for their passing game obviously you said breeze very very safe you do have michael thomas and i think both of us are you
0: yeah, know he's gonna be top five
1: right he's he is, he is a very very talented guy and um, I think this is the year he finally kind of proves it because I think he was drafted the last couple of years. But you, you saw it. He's really coming into his own. But now they also have Cam Meredith,
0: who's going to be very, very interesting pick. I don't know what to expect on where people are going to rank him. That's actually going to be where I'm going to have to wait and decide how I value him based on where he's going in drafts. So that's kind of how I like to do it. And I think he has a lot of potential. A lot of other people are going to think that, too. So I can see if it actually happens and he jumps up draft boards or not, but he could be very interesting and maybe do what we thought Willie Sneed should have done last year, which Willie Sneed's probably still going to be on the team. He hasn't actually signed the offer yet, but they did tender an offer or whatever, and he hasn't signed with any other teams. He visited the Ravens, but no contract offer came from that. It sounds like he's going to attend the camps here, the off season stuff. So Sneed should be there too, but he's going to be like there four. Behind Thomas, I mean, obviously Meredith and Ted Ginn still there, who's probably realistically the actual number two in name It's Ted Ginn. He's always going to be out there, but there's some players to go to. So I like Cameron Meredith, though. That's going to be one that I'm waiting and seeing how he's valued. And I might pick him up and Sneed. Never happened. Very disappointed.
1: Yeah, he he still might be valuable, but I I don't think anyone really saw how much they were going to shift – from the passing yeah, game to the running never game. expected that. that. It was the crazy part. And a lot of Drew Brees' yards came from throwing to his backs. So That's it true. really did take a, a lot of that opportunity away from the wide receivers last year. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I love Cam Meredith, too. But the, it's kind of like the the rule. As soon as a player goes to a different team, it's on everybody's radar. So now I feel like Cam Meredith is going to kind of blow up where I could see him, you know, becoming a darling and, and being, you know, drafted over someone like Funches. Yep.
0: All right, final team, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're a little interesting. Jameis, we're still waiting for the breakout. Is this going to be the year, Jeff? Do you see it happening? Maybe?
1: Uh, I mean, I see a better year than last year.
0: (laughs) This is where it's interesting for them is they don't really have a running back, I feel like. They obviously released Doug Martin, so their backs now are Peyton Barber and Jaquiz Rogers. I don't think that's good enough. (laughs) So I'm expecting them to draft somebody. Or maybe they go sign C.J. Anderson. I don't know. They need something, I think. I don't think you can go into the year with Peyton Barber and Rodgers. I don't feel like that's good enough at all. I really don't. I don't like it. And that's where, as much as I like some of the weapons around Winston, like Mike Evans, you know, and Jackson Jackson's still fine. He can do. And I like Chris Godwin, Cameron Brate, O.J. Howard. I like all that. If you have no running game, it's going to suffer. So you're going to have to get something. And I think they will. I just don't know what that is yet. But maybe make sure maybe they lock out and get Saquon Barkley in the first round.
1: It's possible. I mean, do you think, because Winston, last year he he did take a step back, right? Yeah. The year before that, though, I mean, very healthy numbers. 4,000 yards uh, passing, 28 touchdowns, a little high in the interceptions, 18. But do you think that because their running situation is so dire, at least what it looks like, that this could potentially prop him up and maybe not make for the best football player, but prop him up fantasy-wise?
0: I don't know, honestly. I think they need a running back there to keep the defenses honest and jump him up. I don't know, maybe he'd be like a garbage time player. It's hard to say how that's going to work out.
1: They do have a lot of interesting pieces to throw to, though. It's not like they're going to have you can really key on one guy. Obviously, it's Mike true. Evans is going to be the, the guy. But you have Deshaun Jackson to take off the top. O.J. Howard, who is really a a very interesting prospect because he's really like a wide receiver out there. You still have Cameron Braid and then you know Humphreys and a few other guys. Yeah,
0: you know, it's possible that even if they have a bad team, he could have good fantasy numbers. It's I'd like to see a running back there at least keep the defenses honest.
1: I yeah, I mean, you, they, more than likely, they'll probably end up with one of these rookie running backs. It won't be a second, you know, Barkley probably. Most
0: likely not won't fall to them, but.
1: But, there, you know, there's a handful of other good running backs that. You have to be probably a second round guy. and then, Right, but it'll be very interesting because I think this is one of those situations where a running back can go there and be, you know, fruitful fantasy wise right away. Yep.
0: I, I think so too. That'd be a perfect spot for somebody to fill in there. A if, if rookie goes there; he's going to be, I think, definitely one of the more hyped guys. Yeah, that's what's going to most likely happen. But yeah, Mike Evans should have a bounce back year. I think he really disappointed last year, but he's still a top ten guy.
1: He really struggled as soon as Jameis Winston went down. Yeah,
0: he just, just didn't do much. He's still good enough. He's, I mean, obviously great, and he's still young. He's yeah. going to be fine.
1: His touchdowns just weren't there last yeah. year, and you know he he missed it a game and. I mean, he, he did. He just kind of lost his head as soon as Jameis went out. He got suspended. But he's still, you know, a 1,000 yards and five touchdowns. Yeah. There's nothing to sneeze at, but we really thought that he was going to be, you know, just the beast he was before when he had 1,300 yards and 12 touchdowns. It, it was, you know, it, a remarkable year. But then again, that was, you know, what, eight touchdown difference? Yeah. Jameis Winston missed yeah. three games. It just kind of all went downhill.
0: The Dad's is a bad year for the team. No running game, really. Just. All around didn't work. Then yeah, OJ Howard to say I think he's going to take another step up this year. It usually happens with tight ends. So
1: yeah, I mean, what I can't wait your projections for him. You know I'm gonna
0: he's going to be a guy I might pick up in drafts at the end of the drafts, thinking he could be a top ten guy at the end of the year. I know they just re-signed Cameron Bray, but that doesn't honestly mean anything if they're not going to hold back OJ Howard just because they signed Cameron Braid to a
1: contract. No, I, I think you can run two tight ends. Yeah, and
0: if he's going to step up and be really good, they're going to use him. I mean, look at the, the Patriots used to do with the two tight end thing. It can work if they're both good enough. It's No, they're not going to hold back a talented player. That's what's going to happen. He's, I think, talented enough. Yeah. And he it, showed signs.
1: He is he's a really good athlete. He's huge. Yeah. And, you know, what I like to see last year is, especially down the stretch, he really started showing up in the red zone for tight ends especially, which – you know, either you know you know, kind of what they're going to catch receiving yards after you see him year in, year out. He caught 400. You know, that's nothing special. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, six touchdowns, and, you know, three of those came in the last five games. Mm-hmm. That's what I like to see. And I think that progression will carry over. Um, so I, I really like O.J. Howard, especially for how thin tight end is. But the only bad thing is because it's so shallow, I can see a lot of people jumping on this train. Yeah. Do you think that there's any, um, you know, any reason to draft Bright because he was still relevant last year?
0: A I'd bit. rather have Howard. Yeah, so, I mean,
1: if you were gonna get, I yeah, mean, if you I'm got Bright late,
0: I'm not gonna pick him late. I'd pick somebody else. Yeah, all right. And then, yeah, I just don't see. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about the contract. People are gonna say that's part of the reason why don't draft Howard, but I don't think that stuff matters. Even though I, in the last episode, I did talk about Derek Henry suffering because the. Titans, obviously, like Deion Lewis because they signed him a contract. But that's different because I don't think Derrick Henry's that good. <laughs> yeah. I think about how it is. That's really going to come back and haunt me if he's, like, a 1,500-yard rusher.
1: Uh, at least you're keeping it fair being both Alabama players. True. That is true. Yeah. Um, is there anyone else on this team that's interested?
0: say Chris Godwin, I, I'm a little interested. He showed some signs last year that he could play a little bit, and – I kind of – I like him. I, I do like the guy. I think he can be a pretty solid player. It's – I'm not saying – I'm not – You think really,
1: that he's going to take over for Humphreys in that, yeah, the wide receiver that's three position? kind of
0: what I'm thinking. I mean, a solid year for a rookie, 34 catches, for 525 yards is pretty solid off 34 catches, only one touchdown. But for a rookie and for stepping up later doing it, I, I like that. I think there's some – Something there, and he was what, what? What round was he? He was a third round draft pick. it's usually that's pretty talented players yet get drafted in the third round. So, I think there's there could be something with him. He could definitely team up with Mike Evans, be a nice little one two punch. So, just keep an eye on him. Not draft him. Not don't you don't need to draft Chris Godwin, but just keep an eye on him and just kind of remember the name and pick him up if you have to if he shows any signs of something playing decent. So, all right, think that's gonna do it. For the NFC South, we've got two more divisions next week right before the draft. We've got AFC West, NFC West, and then the draft is already next week Thursday. So we'll finally get to see where all these players are going. We'll actually have a good idea what's going on, and then we'll maybe get some rankings in the month of May. Start putting out some early ranks, positions, trying to actually see where we're thinking we're going to slot these guys. We've been just going off what other people are ranking so far, haven't actually put together our own might be time to do that and see what we think but we will talk to you guys next week